Welcome back to our podcast, Lion Guard Defend, where we recap all the big villain episodes of Disney's The Lion Guard. I'm your host, Max, and I'm being joined by my co-host, Mikey. Yep, this is the third episode, and it's gonna, you know, we're just very excited to be recording this <laughs> For those of you who do not know, the reason our last two episodes sounded like garbage was because we had some trouble editing out noises like Mikey's dog barking and, <laughs> and the vacuum cleaner. Also, I was using the computer audio, but now I have a headphones with a microphone, so hopefully I don't sound as much like garbage as I did last time. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's... Oh dear. Yeah, it's, I think you sound a lot better than last time, so hopefully that stays the same. Yeah, <laughs> and we are recording this over Zoom using Anchor by Spotify. Yeah. So the audio quality is probably going to be much clearer. Hopefully. So, Mikey, what do you think of the Lion Guard so far? Um, from the episodes that I've watched, um, it's, 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 uh, it's definitely an interesting show, but it's, like, has a lot of different references that I feel like you can only understand by watching the past episodes, I feel like, but, like, it's also, like, you know, and also, like, I don't really understand one of the villains in this episode, and apparently they don't have much um, character development anyway, so <laughs> it makes sense. I don't know. So Yeah, it's overall a pretty good show, but there are some characters who I wish would get more character development, like the one in the episode we're going to recap in a few minutes. And I suggest that we have a little drinking game for all you listeners during this podcast, so get yourselves a glass of water because you're going to need to take a drink every time we mention ghost or really getting annoyed or the terms chosen one. Chosen one. And almost every podcast episode, there will be a drinking game because there is a lot of repetition throughout the series. Yeah, it's a lot. It's... Yeah, it's, it's just there's there's definitely a lot of repetition. Like as you saw in the other listen or heard, I mean, from the other pod from the other podcast, it just they just kept repeating the same words. I'm like, excuse me, you're being a little bit repetitive. <laughs> what words are you talking about? All the times I was like saying, and then someone said, oh no. Yeah, oh no, and and like. I think that, that's the only one I can think of right now, but I feel like there's more. And um, in seasons one and two, there's a lot of panic and run. Run, panic and run. Happening, <laughs> which Mikey and I will randomly quote, so fair warning of that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, we started this podcast during my senior year in high school, Mikey's junior year. Mm-hmm. He, Max, I wanted it to originally be a 
DuckTales podcast, but then because DuckTales was ending, I decided to start looking for another show to recap. I found The Lion God and was immediately hooked, so I decided to show it to Mikey. Yeah, it's so far it's been really interesting. Uh, it's just I just feel like the only way I can really understand it is by watching like a, I don't know. It's I just hope I don't have to watch every single episode to understand the concept of it. But no, don't worry, I won't be showing you every single episode. But for those <laughs> listeners at home who are not familiar with the Lion God. The main cast is Kion, son of Simba and Nala from The Lion King. So if you haven't seen The Lion King, what are you doing? Stop listening to this podcast and go watch it right now. It's one of Disney's best films. And his friends, Bunga the Honey Badger, Fooly the Cheetah, Ashti the Hippo, Ono the Cattle Egret, and Onga the Martial Eagle. They go out and they, like, fight hyenas and jackals and crocodiles and mm. stuff. And the Ghost of Scar appears for a few episodes, including the ones that we recapped in our previous two episodes, Battle for the Pride Lands. Yes, that so, was long. <laughs> yeah, that first episode is, like, one hour, 56 minutes. Well, I mean, so, yeah. So just to bring you... Up to speed, they did win the battle, by they I mean the Lion Guard, but Ushari the Cobra, who was working for Scar, bit Kion and gave mm-hmm. him a Scar. Then Bunga knocked Ushari into the lava, killing him. And the venom from Ushari's bite is still inside of Kion, mm-hmm. so they have to go to the Tree of Life to heal him. And that kicks off a big journey that takes most of the season. And they leave. They go through the Backlands, which is like this region that's not part of the Pride Lands, but next Mm -hmm. to the Pride Lands. Wait, the Backlands? Yeah. Wait, is that like in the... I haven't heard that term in any of the episodes that we've watched. Is that like just part of the lore, or...? You're going to be hearing that term um, later on. Oh, okay. In one of our future podcasts. And they meet Makucha the leopard, who they've Mm. fought a lot. He (laughs) debuts in season one, episode 14, the imaginary Okapi, which we will eventually get around to recapping. Yep. And... And he decides to follow them to the Tree of Life. So then they go through the mountains and they meet a family of snow monkeys mm-hmm. who get terrified by Anka because they think she's going to eat them because <laughs> apparently giant birds eat snow monkeys. I, well, I mean, I, I don't think they'll do that in this show, but... Um... Yeah. <laughs> Keeps getting more and more irritated at several points throughout these two episodes, so they have to feed him this flower called Tulisa, which helps him calm down, since Tulisa is Swahili for calm down. Yeah. And eventually they move on, and 
at Climbing Through the Mountains, which brings us to this episode, Season 3, Episode, episode four, 4, The Ghost of the Mountain. Yep. It was written by Kendall Michelle Haney. Kendall. It was executive produced by Ford Riley, directed by Howie Perkins. It was developed by, for television by Ford Riley. Mm-hmm. The cast is Max Charles as Kion, Joshua Rush as Bunga, Diamond White as Wooly, Atticus Schaefer as Ono, Dusan Brown as Beshti, Brianna Salaz as Alga, Landry Bender as Makini, Steve Blum as Makucha, Kimiko Glenn as Talun, Clive Kusatsu as Domog, Fiona Riley as Ogino, and Matthew Yang King as Dookie. Dookie. <laughs> the song is Ghost of the Mountain, performed by Clive Kusatsu, Fiona Riley, and Matthew Yang King, and it was written by Bo Black. The storyboards were by Tammy Manis, Tracy Honda, Kurt Dumas, and Melissa Suber. All four of them also worked on the storyboards for Battle for the Tidelands. Yeah, they probably have to have a lot of people work on that because... Yeah, that was like the biggest episode because it's the season three premiere. Yeah, I think all the seasons have a premiere... Like most shows, so... Yeah, like most shows. So the cast and crew aren't as big as they were in the premiere, but still a lot of people worked on it. Yeah, it takes a lot to animate a show to get all of the... They probably have to like record each person multiple times to get what they want. And that's my dog coughing. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, and, and it's... I, I don't want to get too into it, but maybe we'll do yeah. like a, a... There's a bunch of crew here who I'm not going to list because it'll take me five minutes to list them all and all their jobs. <laughs> so let's just dive into the episode. Yep. It, be- it begins with Kion walking around in the snow... He appears to be searching for something, and then, out of nowhere, he gets hit in the face by a snowball. (laughs) And we see Bunga laughing at him, and then Bunga gets hit back with a snowball, and Kion says, hi yourself, then Bunga (laughs) flies over with a snowball, Bunga looks up, and she drops it on his head, which it's he like complains a, about. It's like a it's like a dive bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dive bomb with a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> and and then we cut out to see the entire Lion Dog and they're playing. I really like this beginning because we usually see them like fighting or working to clear mm-hmm. a natural disaster and episode very rarely begins with them all playing and laughing. Yeah. Fully is surprisingly fast for the amount of snow. I mean, snow should slow Tita's town, but apparently due to cartoon physics, 
nothing really slows fully down. Which still doesn't it? It's Tartan physics. Physics are weird. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, Tartan physics are weird. <laughs> it's... And she mocks Bunga for lagging behind, asking him if the snow is slowing him down. He says no, and starts running, and then bumps into <laughs> Kion, who has stopped, and he falls over. Yay! Ding! <laughs> and everybody all see what Kion is staring at. It's a forest of plants. Specifically bamboo. Yeah. Kion asks what it is, and Bunga, being a fur brain... <laughs> the fur brain of the lion guard. <laughs> she's like, really tall grass, or super skinny trees. And he's not too far off on the really tall grass, guess, because bamboo is a monocoque, which is the same group of plants that includes grasses, sedges, and rushes. Yeah. But then Anga says that it's bamboo. Yeah. And I love the way she says it. She's just so... She's, she's like... So, like, annoyed, but trying not to show it. She's like, it's bamboo. It's bamboo. <laughs> Kion asks Makini and Ono for their opinion. He wants to find a way around it, but... Makini says he remembers it, and Ono also remembers it. Then we get to see his eyes sort of glow blue, which is a different color from previous seasons when they were glowing yellow before he used his ability. Mm -hmm. And we see that the map from Rafiki's Lair in Battle for the Pride Lands goes through it. Yeah. So we decide to go through it with Onga keeping an eye out for trouble or Tulisa. Mm -hmm. Onga does spot some Tulisa, which Makini is happy about because she's almost out. And yep. it, it, this, it, it's up on legs. So yeah. Onga, because he's the best climber of the group and also because he's Tyon's best friend, decides to parkour up <laughs> ledge and grab the two Lisa. And, 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 and then doing a victory dance and Julie's like, yeah, just don't and then just don't fall. Just flips and falls and she's and she says really annoyed. Fall. Fall. <laughs> and he looks up and he's like, haha, still got the two Lisa. <laughs> and we suddenly hear out of the grass, a voice going, Zunsun Kun, or something like that. My, Mon my Mongolian's not very good. <laughs> and Zunsun Kun is Mongolian for chosen one. Yep. So they're probably in Mongolia now? Some, well, somewhere in there. I mean, I don't know how they can teleport in a thing. To, it, this is just, the geography is very weird. We're going to get into that later, but it's it, right now it's just deal with it, and we'll talk about it later. <laughs> then we see these creatures come out with big eyes, red fur, and banded tails. We already know what they are, but for the sake of this podcast... We're going to pretend we don't know what they are yet. Yeah. 
and they surround Bungard in like groups of three, and they're all saying Sin Sin Kun. Sin Sin Kun. like, are you looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, and they're still surrounding him. Then we hear Anga from from off screen going, he's here. The rest of the line guard rushes in and Kion is very confused. <laughs> totally. Yeah, they're like, what the heck is going on? Why are they so interested in, in Barka? He's just a honey badger. <laughs> and Bunga says that he thinks they love him. Fully makes a snarky comment about Bunga's stink. <laughs> then the red pandas all run away and come back with a log for Bunga to sit on, which he does. Yeah. And one red panda brings out a leaf filled with grubs, which is Bunga's favorite food. So he starts pulling away. <laughs> I really hope meeting works. <laughs> okay, I think Are your dogs finished barking? I hope so. <laughs> Sorry for that little interruption. Mikey has two dogs and they constantly bark whenever we're trying to record. <laughs> it's really anyway, Bunga is happily munching on bugs and they take red paint and smear it on him. McKinney yeah. comes up and says, Ooh, Bunga, you look so pretty. And they just love Leah and Kion's faces because they're like a mixture of extreme confusion <laughs> and with a little disgust thrown in. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what the heck? Why are they doing this? <laughs> I kind of like it, though. But like... Yeah. And, oh, no. Because he can't see, which you'll understand why if you listen to our first two episodes or see Battle for the Pradlands, asks what's going on, why is Unga pretty, and Unga says he wouldn't believe it if she told him. Yeah. But he tells him that he's being painted by a bunch of little creatures that are cute. Unga describes them as fungus-sized, red fur, bands around the eyes, and oh no, after a few moments, identifies them as red pandas. Yep. Which is confused by, because they're usually solitary animals. And as they're talking, the red pandas pick Bunga up and run off with him, <laughs> causing a lion guard to wonder what's going on and go after him. And mm -hmm. what happens next, Mikey? Well, so so after that, it's basically um, they take him to a nearby rock and they keep chanting Sun Zun Kun, the chosen one. And, and I love Anka here because she just lands and she's like, weird. Weird. <laughs> and it's like, and like, like one of the pandas, and I think one, I think they have a name, um, but it's like, can you, it's, it's probably not just important. Uh, it's, so, yeah, it's probably Doogie. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it is. Um, so like they, he explains to to Lion Guard that they've been waiting for the chosen one for many years, and well, actually, that's Domog. But yeah. first, do you remember they're like talking about how Bunga must defeat a ghost, and then Bunga's like, "You want me to fight a ghost? Let me at it." <laughs> And Anga and Fully just want to leave him there. <laughs> yeah, that's they're like, oh my god, just, just please, I just want to keep going to the tree of life. <laughs> and Kion says that there's no such thing as a ghost, which cue old Red Panda from behind the bamboo, where he heard the Lion God <laughs> introduce themselves. It's like, and like Kion's like, how the heck do you know it's Oh, I heard you guys talking. I'm like, okay, why? First of all, why are you spying on you on on the line guard? And second of all, why are you so old? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Red Panthers live that long. Let me just yeah. look it up because it's been bothering me. Lifespan of a Red Panda. It's probably like. 17 years. 23 years. Oh, I was close. Okay. Yeah. Also, why does that red panda need a cane? <laughs> Probably because he's old. They want to they really make it so, like, just in case people don't understand, they want to make him seem old, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And. And. Domog talks about the ghost. Well, actually, he sings about it. Yeah. This, this animation here really reminds me of season one, episode 19, Beware the Zimbabwe, specifically the song, because there are some similarities to the animation in that musical number and the animation in this one. Yeah, I. it's like all of like the ones with like stories also always have good animation um i mean like i don't know it's kind of weird but um but i do like the animation that was good yeah and you had an interesting theory on what the ghost was <laughs> yeah it, i i thought it was like if i remember correctly it was like a weird I, I I thought it, it like when I first saw it I thought it was like a weird like 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 a gust of wind or something if I remember correctly I might be remembering wrong but yeah and you said it might be people oh yeah people yeah Which, people. although there are no people in the Lion Guard I think it would have been interesting to see if it was like something like an ape or something but. It wasn't, and we'll find out what it is pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will see. Thoughts on the song? Uh, well, I thought, um, it was, it's just, there's just so many songs, and I, I don't mind that, because I am a musician myself, and, like, they're, like, very creative with their lyrics and stuff, so, and... It's, oh yeah, that's another thing I forgot to mention. We're both musicians. Mike yeah. is a pianist, and I play the bass guitar. So yeah. we know about songs. 
Yeah, that, that's that's why we're still talking about it like five minutes later. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, it's a pretty interesting musical number. Yeah, it was pretty and, interesting, and it has nice animation. Of, like the ghost, I love how they actually make it like a cliched ghost in the musical <laughs> number. Yeah, it was like just like chasing after the red pandas, and because, and the way I saw that, I was like, I, I might actually be a ghost. You know, it's gonna, it's interesting. Yeah, um, I sort of felt like they were going for a vibe similar to Beware the Zimwe, where you're like, is the Zimwe real? And they're like, oh no, it's just blank. Fill in the blanks for Beware the Zimwe. Spoiler alert, it's porcupines. And for this one, you'll find out. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. And you know what happens after the song, right? Yeah, so they, like, after, like, the whole explanation, Kion's like, okay, we have to talk to the chosen one. He's like, rolls his eyes. It's in, in, in private. It's like... <laughs> And then Fooly's like, are you ser- seriously? And, and after Kion says he thinks that Bunga yeah, should but, help. But first, Bunga wants to fight because he really wants to fight. And Fooly tells him there's no such thing as a ghost. And Anga says, we have to move on. Makini speaks out in favor of the Red Pandas, saying that they're cute. Then Kion... <laughs> Says he thinks they should help him help them, which is what causes Fooly to say seriously again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, she seems very surprised by this, as does everyone else. Although Bunga is happy about it, yeah. And why does Kion want to help the Red Pandas? Because of the. The, the circle of life and yeah and the person whoever is the ghost or what the ghost I'm quoting uh because is uh just want to think it, it's like it's obviously against the circle of life I got it okay yeah we're <laughs> pretending that we think it's a ghost even though we already know what it is yeah <laughs> and and fun fact about the seriously line, this is actually the first of two times in the season that Fuli says seriously to Kion, because he mostly says it to Bunga. The other time is in the Lake of Reflection, which is season three, episode... Fifteen. Yeah, I think fifteen. Yeah, the lake of reflection when when where Kion starts to doubt his leadership skills. Yeah, and 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 Atfuli does oh, not. Actually, it's episode sixteen. If oh, you're count, if you're counting Battle for the Pride Lands as two, or oh, okay. But we're probably gonna call it. Episode 16, because that's what the official fandom says. Ah, yes. 
Yeah, that's we should probably just say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Might as well listen to the fandom people. <laughs> anyway, in that episode, Tyon is doubting his leadership role because he messes up and causes the villains to manage to get past both the Lion Guard and the group defending the Tree of Life. So fully is surprised again when he says maybe he shouldn't be leading, which is why she says seriously the second time. The villains attacking the Tree of Life are being introduced in this season. One of them is actually in this episode. Yep, the one of the multiple villains in this season, probably. And um, which one is it? You'll find out soon. Yes. <laughs> Bunga is once again excited that yeah. Kion has still mug as the Lion Guard can come with the chosen, chosen one. one. <laughs> <laughs> and what does Domog say? He explains that he has not heard the Chosen One's followers helping him in his journey, which annoys Fooly again. Yes. <laughs> he's like, followers? And then he's like, he then says that it doesn't say anything about him not having followers and then allows <laughs> them to go. Bunga and the Lion Guard leave the Red Pandas and they're climbing up the mountain. Bunga's talking about how if it's true that he's the chosen one, which he says it obviously is, then it's also true that there's a ghost. And Fooly is annoyed by this, and he says there's no such thing as a ghost. Again. Again. Probably like the third time. (laughs) something runs past them. Fooly wants to know what that was, but since Bunga didn't feel it, he's like, what was what? And Kion checks in to see if Fooly's okay, then says that he thinks they just met the ghost. Bunga's excited, but Makini isn't, because the thing runs past again, and this time even Fooly thinks it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Kion, Kion asks Anga if there's anything from up where she is. She says, no, bestie gets bumped into by whatever it is. He backs up and causes an avalanche. They hear rumbling and then Ono wants to know what the sound is. And as the first icicles start falling, Kion tells everyone to panic. You can run. Panic and run. And Bunga's running and icing falls right in front of them and says, not today, falling ice thingy. <laughs> Makini and Fully are also running, and Makini drops her staff. Fully urges her to leave it, but it contains the Tuliza, so Fully goes back to get it, which she isn't able to do because she's the fastest and most agile, and snow doesn't slow her down because of cartoon physics. Yeah! <laughs> it makes no sense. And then she returns the staff to McKinney and she like lets it fall out of her mouth. 
which probably has a lot of germs in it. And then it's like, you know what would be funny? It's like, it's like, it's like, Bikini's like, uh, COVID, excuse me, can you clean that off? <laughs> apologizes to Kion. Kion says it's not his fault. Unga says it's a, it was the ghosts, which he was a ghost running past them. Yeah. Foolie's <laughs> like, it's back. And I'm like, you don't say. It just ran past you. Kion <laughs> tells everyone to circle up backs together so that they can't sneak up on them. Yeah, which is, uh, I think, like a military strategy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anga, Anga says she can't see anything, and oh no, it's like, now you know how I feel. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Kion tells him that they're also listening, and the thing runs past him. He attempts to pounce on it, but it disappears again. <laughs> and it runs in front of a rock. Anga sees it. Bunga is excited because he thinks she can see ghosts, which annoys Anga. And she <laughs> says it's not a ghost. It's a big cat with white fur. Which causes Ono to recognize it as a snow leopard. Yep. Uh, even if he can't see, he still has all of the memory of different animals, I guess. Yep. And he actually figures out how to catch it by seeing where it has been, which means Kion can find the footprints. And... Kion and Fooly go to catch the snow leopard scent while they're looking for the footprints. Bunga calls them ghost prints and ghost scents, which makes Fooly annoyed again. <laughs> oh gosh. Then everyone's looking for prints while Kion and Fooly are sniffing. Bunga sees some tracks runs at them, and bumps into Fooly. <laughs> like, really annoys her. Yeah, she's like, no, no, it's like, no, you fur brain, that's, that's my tracks. <laughs> and she says, not the ghosts, which makes Bunga rub the word ghost in her face to he says that she admits as a ghost, which annoys her again. Kion <laughs> asks her if she spells anything. She's like, just Bunga. And <laughs> Anga spots the tracks. And Kion tells Makini to stay back with Ono. And this is when Makini does the karate stuff. <laughs> it's it's just so off. Yeah, just to show off because she doesn't actually use it, which I feel like she should. <laughs> and Kion walks past a rock, which the snow leopard is hiding behind. So the snow leopard jumps and knocks him over, which mm -hmm. causes Fooly to attempt to pounce on the snow leopard, but she's not able to get it because of its <laughs> camouflage. Even if she's the fastest animal <laughs> in, uh, in... Yeah, <laughs> the most agile. <laughs> <laughs> See, it seems like animation, animation physics has failed her. Ding! Yeah. Ding! <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
and slams into Bunga, spinning him around. <laughs> and he's like, that all you got, ghost? <laughs> As it runs past Bestie, he attempts to bite it and then charges at it, but stops just before he runs into Kion. <laughs> and Anga is actually the one who catches it by diving at it and flushing it up against a rock. Yep. She perches right in front of it, and Fuli and Kion surrounded on the right, Bestie and Bunga surrounded on the left. Bunga taunts it, and this is Kaneko Glenn's first speaking role in the series. She yep. introduces herself as Trelung and correctly guesses that the Lion Guard are friends of the Red Pandas. Kion demands that she leaves them alone, yep. but she says that he's just having fun. Kion points out that, they're, that she's forcing them out of their homes. Bunga asked if she's heard of the circle of life. And this is where we hear Chalun follows her own rules. Mm -hmm. It's time that she taught those fur brains her most important rule to never challenge her. Oh, she gosh. kicks snow in the lion guard's faces and runs off, but Bunga jumps onto Bestie's back and then jumps onto Chalun and starts fighting her. <laughs> she kicks him off does an evil laugh and runs away with some of his paint on her. Yeah, and then at first the Ligar was worried because they thought it was blood, but then they realized it was just the paint. Yeah, and <laughs> McKinney reassures Bunga, telling him that they'll stop the Snow Leopard, but Bunga doubts that they will. They hear the Red Pandas screaming, and Anga sees <laughs> that it's Chalun going after the red pandas, but Bunga's paint rubbed off on her. Yep. And they all go after her. Chalun knocks over a rock, which causes Bunga to be like, hey, that's chosen one's rock. <laughs> and we see the whole lions are doing like Avengers style power poses. <laughs> and then for some reason scares her off. <laughs> yeah. And they defeat her with the combined power of Stink Eye. Yeah, Stink. Stink Eye. Kion makes sure everyone's okay. Domog thanks Bunga for chasing away the the snow leopard and asks if he found the ghost. Bunga is like that the snow leopard was the ghost. Domog says they all saw it. Bunga explains just because. He rubbed paint on the fur. Mm -hmm. Doogie is very happy about this. Domog says, now Bunga will get rid of the ghost in the mountain forever. Bunga agrees, then immediately turns around and asks Kion how they'll do it. And Kion tells him to come up with a plan. <laughs> so, Since he's the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. So Bunga has his first good idea of the episode, seeing if Chalun would like it if the Red Pandas fight together. And then they all start chanting, Stop the ghost! Stop, Stop the, the ghost! ghost. And both 
before Fooly leaves, she says, it's still not a ghost. <laughs> oh my gosh. Then, then they're climbing up the mountain, still chanting, stop the, the ghost, ghost! Stop, stop the, the ghost! ghost. Stop the ghost! <laughs> shushes them, because Chalun is up ahead, and she's like, they'll never see me coming. Bunga, we can see her coming. And then they all brush their teeth and stop the ghost. surprised, Bunga tells everyone to spread out. And they're still chanting, stop the, the ghost. <laughs> they surround her. And... Bunga taunts her. And as she's backing up over the ledge, snow falls and wipes off her paint. So she decides to roll around to get the rest of the paint off of her and says bravery is overrated when you are the ghost of the mountain. <laughs> Everyone's panicked because she's disappearing. Domon's saying, the chosen one will do, do something. something. Right? <laughs> and Bunga looks at Kion, who smirks at him. So they already know what's going to happen. <laughs> Bunga tells everyone to keep the ghosts surrounded and he'll take care of the rest. Shalon mocks him, then Bunga mocks her back, shouts chosen one, runs at her, turns around, bends over, and it farts! <laughs> The official transcript even says farts. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> and Chalun starts coughing. She's horrified. She wants to know what that smell is. And she falls off the ledge and dies. R.I.P. Chulon. Moment of silence. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The red pandas are still coughing, and then they immediately start cheering and pick him up and carry him off as if he would just scored the winning goal in a soccer game or something. <laughs> I actually could see Bunga doing that. He's just like holding the ball, like he's rolling with it, and he like directs it into the goal. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really funny. And Domog says that the Chosen One's legend is fulfilled. So it was a lot stinkier than he expected. <laughs> then Bonga learns that next the Chosen One continues on his way, but they've left but he's left them with something even he didn't foresee, which is not the power of stink. <laughs> and the fact that they can come together when when they really need to, when they're not going to be afraid. And then Makini spots the Moja Kwamoja stone, where, which was right in the beginning they, of the forest. They Kion, Kion asks Ono where to next, and they have to go around a big mountain, so they start leaving. This whole episode could have been avoided if they had just Looked as at the stone. Yeah, as soon as they entered the forest, it's like boom, stone. <laughs> Bye, random red pandas. 
<laughs> we can get to Lisa somewhere else. Anyway, back at the ledge, they we see Chalun pop out of the snow, and she senses that there's something behind her. She turns and growls as Makucha jumps out. And she's like very hostile and she's like, who are you? <laughs> Makucha introduces himself, says that there's something they both have in common. She's like, what's that? And he's like, we both want revenge on the lion guard and I know how to get it. They're going to the tree of life where we can follow them, get rid of them, then eat everything we want to. Shaman <laughs> tells him to leave, to lead the way as they follow the lion guard and the episode ends with an instrumental version of Power of the Roar. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's... So, Mikey, what were your thoughts on this episode? I, I thought this uh, the episode was interesting because the detail and like the song with the ghost of the mountain, I thought that I thought but I thought it was funny that the directors chose Bugga to be the chosen one. <laughs> it, it is it what's funny is that in the animation it looked exactly like Bunga. So I could see why they could mistake him as the chosen one. Or maybe he was the chosen one. That's an interesting theory. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was a pretty good episode from the ones I've watched, but I still believe the first and second episodes from season three are, were the best. Yeah, I really liked this episode, and I thought Kimiko Glenn did a great job as Chalun, but this is the only episode where Chalun really does anything, because in the others, she's just a background villain serving mm-hmm. Akucha, and then later, spoiler alert, Mama Binturong. Mm-hmm. And, and I really wanted her to do more and get more character development. This was also one of my favorite Fully episodes because because of her actions and how sarcastic she is. <laughs> Even if she doesn't talk that much, her words are very powerful and and really leaves a uh, uh, mark in your memory. <laughs> yeah. One thing I wanted to see more of was. Kion struggling with his scar because that made up most of the beat plot of the accidental avalanche. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for our nitpick section where we point <laughs> out all the errors about the episode or just things we want to see changed. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll go first because my nitpick isn't about this episode per se, but about the geography of the entire season. So they start in the Pride Lands, which is like Central Africa, then they go to the Backlands, which is Northern Africa, then, then they swim across the Atlantic to Japan, it's just so messed up. They didn't just go that far in one episode. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't ever see them going there. I just assume that they wanted to think they walked 
there because there are snow monkeys. Then they swim <laughs> to Mongolia. It's all like, like I'm probably on best she's back, which must, must have been. <laughs> but once again, they want us to think that they walked. Then they're in Southeast Asia or Mouth of Mystery. Then they have to swim to the island of Komodo for Dragon Island. Yep. Then, then they go. Then they go back to the Sahara for Journey of Memories. They're in Iran for the race to Kuliza. Then they're back in Southeast Asia for the next episode of our podcast. Yep. And and they're going to be and they're gonna stay in Southeast Asia for the episode we'll recap after we recap Dragon Island. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then they're in the Himalayas for the rest of the Tree of Life arc. I just wish they would stay in one geographical location. Like Africa or something. Or like yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just really unnecessary that they had to move that much, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything you wanted to see changed? Yeah, I I would like to know that more about, like, like the character development of Makusha, because he was, like, literally only in, like, the episode for, like, two minutes. <laughs> and, and, and... According to Max, he, there's there's no other there's no character development. All he knows is that he likes messing with the lion guard and eating things, which is not really which is not really what humans expect from a leopard. But apparently, that's what they expect in this show. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense to me. But you know, maybe if they do a season four, which I heard they are doing, maybe they'll do more character development for him. Yeah, maybe I'll do more character development for him. And I'm really looking forward to when we do Friends to the End, because that's going to be a good episode, even though there aren't really any villains in it. Yeah, <laughs> because like they're, I think that's like the episode like where they get to the Tree of Life, right? Isn't that? Well, actually, that's why I was teasing back in back in Bunga gets what he deserves and the zebra guard when you were asking about what would happen if Kion turned evil. Oh yes, I remember that, yeah. Bunga actually thinks Kion is going to turn evil in this episode. Which is that doesn't really make sense because I Yeah, mean, but we'll talk about that more after we recap Dragon Island. Anyway, that's going to do it for this podcast. But next time, you make sure to bring your binturongs and your mama because we are going to be doing one of the best episodes in the in season three. And <laughs> it's another big bunga episode, which will end with another big bunga fart. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, gosh. Keep your ears open for that, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.